Hi everyone, this is Abhishek from shakethecosmos.com. Today's guest is Nathan Young from The New Narrative. Hey Nathan, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for making the time. Yeah, of um, course. So think about stories, I think about you. Okay, that's um, good. That's and branded myself <laughs> in your mind already. <laughs> well, I came to one of your workshops. Yeah. And as I was just saying that... I didn't know we would be doing a podcast together. So, and, and, and I was like, like, sometimes just open the door and see what happens. Let it, let it flow. I feel like you have all these phrases. Open the door. What else was? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just get right to it. Cool. I mean, um, you know, what are parts of a good story? What are parts of a good story? Um, well, I mean, it's just you know, if we're going to talk about storytelling, it's it's a lot of the approach I take as far as storytelling is. You know, being sort of true to yourself and honest with yourself about who you are and what's important to you. And then from there, it's very easy to start thinking about, like, what your stories are. But getting to that place of vulnerability and authenticity is, is kind of the challenge that comes up a lot. So a lot of times the clients I coach, like, they want me to help them with their story. But what they end up kind of needing more than, like, just the ABCs of storytelling is, like, the ABCs of authenticity and vulnerability. So... That's, you know, kind of the biggest part sometimes. And a lot of what I try and do with storytelling is, you know, sneak that in, in the context of teaching storytelling. So that's the kind of more meta answer. But like the bigger, you know, the more kind of straightforward answer too is uh, stories, you know, it's all about sharing an experience, sharing an idea in the context of an experience. So if you have an idea that you want to share about, you know, why the work you do is important to you or the impact you want to create in the world, you, know, you want to go back to a specific experience that reflects that. So an experience, you know, uh, a lot of times that can be reflected in, you know, a success. You can think about a time where something was successful and it really reflected what you want to create. So like, let me, I guess, yeah. try to understand there's um, this authenticity, yeah. authenticity piece. Um, like how can somebody bring that out? You said you sometimes find that that yeah, becomes yeah. more important. Yeah. And if that's sort of the X factor. Well, so yeah, and that's, that's, yeah, that's the tricky part about it too, right? So one of the big things I do is I do coach people for like public speaking. And sometimes it is just a matter of helping them feel confident with their story in the moment. But then a lot of what I also do with the new narrative is more about, yeah, helping us all really rise to the person we can be in the context of community. So they both kind of work hand in hand together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was, okay. I've, I've been very, in the work I do around storytelling, I've, I've been very influenced by Brene Brown. You guys, are you familiar with her? Well, I am a little bit. Okay. And like, I use this phrase, hey, the story, I want, I, I'm telling this about myself. But yeah. can you, like, if the viewers don't know. Yeah, yeah. So Brene Brown is, uh, she's a researcher, and her big, yeah, she's really popular right now. She's got, like, the most popular TED Talk ever, so... What is it called? It's called The Power of Vulnerability. Oh, so, okay. So if you search Brene Brown, Power of Vulnerability, TED Talk, any combination of those things, it'll come up. And it's like so worth the 20 minutes to watch it. Um, and it's all about, you know, like kind of her story of just learning to become more vulnerable. But it's also about, you know, shame. Like we keep, we keep the things we're ashamed of inside of ourselves. And we don't share them. We don't let them out. And the way to let them out is through storytelling. And product of this is become a more wholehearted human being. That's it's all kind of her terminology. But I can reflect this back to my own, you know, personal experience. And I was very much, you know, eight years ago, I was very much uh, like a lot of men are. You know, I was really caught in my own shame. I had major problems with uh, alcohol and all my relationships were kind of a mess. Um, 
and I was just very afraid to be myself. And through just telling my story and putting it out there and you know, by, by telling your story, you are sort of inviting feedback on some level, but you do see what people resonate and what they don't. And people are always going to resonate more and more with authenticity. What is, what is it about stories that makes people resonate so much? I mean, there is like, I, you know, there's data, there's yeah, yeah. what's something about story that's so attractive. So what's really fascinating about stories and storytelling is basically it's sort of the lens through which we see and interpret the world. Um, and Stories are, you know, it's basically us asking why. And it goes back to a lot of like our earliest ancestors. There's this book called Sapiens by Noah Yuval Harari. And he talked about storytelling as being sort of the fundamental evolutionary advantage that we as Homo sapiens had. And we see ourselves almost as an abstraction based on the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. And so if you see yourself as you know, a smart, intelligent person, you're going to be constantly replaying moments in your head where like, you succeeded, where you had a good idea, where you helped people. Uh, if you see yourself as an idiot and useless, you're going to be constantly replaying moments in your head of shame, moments where you blew it, moments where you hurt people or you made, you embarrassed yourself. And it's these stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves that really like shapes our identity and how we see ourselves. If we aren't learning to understand who we are and see ourselves from outside ourselves and from how other people might perceive us, we're going to be trapped in our own you know, negative self-talk story over and over and over again. So I have this image of now like cavemen and women sitting around the fire back in the day and yeah. telling each other stories like, so, wow. <laughs> well, thanks for taking it all the way back to that level. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but what's interesting about that is I think like on one hand, you know, we don't really know exactly what stories they're telling themselves or telling each other at this point, but we can speculate. And a lot of the stories that they were telling were probably like, they're just trying to explain their world. And if you think about it, like a lot of you know, the earliest stories that exist in history are what we call mythology, right? I mean, isn't it just like, well, okay, so I was thinking more like telling people where the food is. That's a big part of it also, right? That could be a big part of it too. But I think a lot of like, and this is this is kind of pure speculation, but like they were also trying to figure out their world and they knew that like their food grew at this certain time in this certain valley. They don't know why per se, but they make up a story why. And like maybe the story why is because, you know, the earth goddess made the food come up. And you can see this in cultures. All the cultures have... They have creation myths. Where did the earth come from? Where did the sun come from? Where did the sky come from? Where did we come from? Where did the stars come from? And these, these stories were like what brought people together. This is like how groups of people created cohesiveness around themselves and they created communities. And these communities were how they learned how to trust and how to grow with each other. And so one of the big um, ideas in that book, Sapiens, I talked about was we might have like thousands of Facebook friends, but really in our minds, we're only capable of holding the concept of about 130 people in our minds at a time. And this is very reflected by um, not only like groups of humans that live in, you know, the depths of the Amazon that don't have as much contact with, you know, modern culture, but it's also reflected in like chimpanzees. Uh, they found that these tribes and chimpanzee troops, they max out about 130 individuals. And at that point, the group fractures and people, you know, it'll turn into two groups or they cause problems or anything like that. And the reason is because, this is also like the hypothesis, is that, you know, if you're living in this more of a survival-based situation, you need to know that everybody around you, you can trust. And 
you know, if you're going strictly by memory, you can trust these 130 people you know. But when you are gathering people together under a collective story, um, a set of beliefs that are reflected by stories, now you know you can trust a larger group of people. And this is how you know, we as humans are able to grow larger societies, build in the cities and the states. And a lot of our states throughout human history have been formed and revolved around religion. And this happens you know, even today. We have stories about, you know, obviously religions, but we have stories about like our country, how our country was founded and how that reflects on who we are. So is your point then like, I'm 33, yeah, yeah. but humankind has been just making stories and resonating with stories for much longer than like, 33 and thousands of millions thousands of, of years, years, like millions of years. So this is not a new concept. This may be even a newer concept than computers yeah. and data and numbers and Excel. I guess trying to like relate it to what you do though, yeah, yeah. you know, um, there are these books, but then you all, you have these workshops where yeah. people can go to. So can you tell us more about how did you start that business, that storytelling business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what can people get out of attending your workshops? Totally, totally. Well, I can give like, you know, so more than just the workshops, I run this program called The New Narrative. And The New Narrative is all about taking a critical look at a lot of the standard accepted narratives that we have in our culture right now and deciding if we want to create. How did you come up with that name? You know, it was just something that was very much on my mind. Um, if I, you know, kind of the personal story behind it was... Yeah, I had been living very much, I grew up, you know, a white male in America, and the narrative I received is that, you know, I go to college, I get a job, I get married, I buy a house, I have kids, and if I follow these steps and do all the right things, everything will turn out fine. And when I was 35 years old, like, I found myself in a place where, like, things were very much not fine in my life. You know, I had a lot of problems with, like, alcohol, like I said, I was very much in debt, very much out of shape. Uh, I had just got out of a relationship that probably wasn't healthy for either of us. And yeah, as I started figuring out how to reorient my life and figure out creating a new life for myself, I realized a lot of the narratives I had been hearing and receiving my whole life about what kind of person I was supposed to be were not helpful. They weren't, they weren't very good narratives for me. And the fact that like I wasn't living up to that standard narrative, the fact that I don't have a house or a marriage or kids, it created a lot of shame for me. You know, personally, I felt like a failure. I felt like I fucked up in life. And this is all about the time I kind of found Brene Brown and heard her talking. So the new narrative really sprung out of that personal experience on some level. And just seeing how, kind of seeing the world for what it is and how my life had been structured around narratives that I had adopted probably when I was in like first grade and completely, you know, unwittingly. But I'd, I was still living by these narratives that had structured my life. Because if we don't know, we do this all the time. If we don't have answers to questions, we make up stories to answer these questions. And this can happen on the most fundamental level, like, or the most obvious level is like dating, you know, like, why didn't that person, why didn't they call me back? They don't like me. They're with somebody else. They, I'm a horrible person. I am ugly. You know, we make up these stories. Whereas the real reason the person didn't call you back was, you know, Maybe they didn't feel a connection with you. Maybe they've got something else going on their own. Maybe like their phone broke or something, you know? But, and we do that in like a bigger sense in life too. If we don't know what to do with our next step in life, we're going to fall back on these narratives that we've been fed our whole lives. You know, we watch TV and we see how people live on TV. Like that's a narrative that we mm -hmm. fall back on. So I started the new narrative as a way for us to start telling stories and creating stories and narratives in our world it might reflect a different course we could all take in our lives. Um, because let's also be honest, like the big part of that standard narrative, it's it's very like white heteronormative narrative. So if you're LGBTQ, you couldn't even get married until recently. Uh, people of color have 
people of color haven't always had the same educational and economic opportunities. And, you know, that's also very like consumerist kind of narrative too, you know, and um, it cre creates a consumer culture that we're realizing more and more is very detrimental to our planet, environment, and like the long-term survival of us as humans too. Hmm. So, um, so that's how you came up with the name. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and it's not just workshops. So thank you for correcting yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what kinds of things are part of the new narrative that um, that you're trying, or something in the future that that might yeah, yeah. viewers could get excited about? Totally. So the big part of the new narrative when I started it, it kind of sprung out of um, yeah, I, I had been working with some TEDx groups in town, some TED Talks groups. And I, I realized that, like, you know, I don't need to be working with Ted. I could just do my own thing. You know, I could create my own talk series. So was that hard or like, was that? A, oh, yeah, it was scary. It was super scary, too. <laughs> like, um, and, I, and I had some background for it. I had been hosting storytelling shows at bars for fun. But this was a new thing that I was doing where I was really like curating stories of a different level and on different themes. And I was. Yeah, I rented a venue for the very first event. I rented a venue and I was charging for tickets and I didn't know if anybody was going to show up. And I needed to get like, I think sort of like 50 people was like a break even thing, but then like new expenses came up and it's like, oh, I need to get like 80 people and 100 people. And that was just to like break even, not to like reimburse me for my time or anything like that too. The idea like with that first event was I, I had a theme, the theme was community. We wanted to talk about like, how we could be understanding and re-envisioning community in our world. And I went and I found people that had a story around community to share and maybe how they were challenging those standard narratives of how we think of community in our world. So like one woman lives in, she lives in a collective housing situation and talked about like the conflicts of that. Um, another woman talked about, um, she was involved with the political campaign to keep a sewage plant from being installed in her neighborhood, you know, and how she rallied the community to fight back. How, does it, how did it go? Oh, it went great. Like, we got, so I ended up getting, you know, 150 people. Oh, my goodness. You know, showed up and bought <laughs> tickets. But it was, it was really scary because I didn't, I didn't know. And wow. San Diego is very last minute town. So, like, mm. 70 of those tickets were sold in the last, you know, two days. Um, that's, that's good insight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was, so yeah, it went amazing. And I was really happy with it. And so it basically started off as like this event I would, ha I'd host once a year. And so the next thing we did was communication. We did one on uh, identity, we did one on family, we did love, sex, relationships, and the last one we did last fall was... It's like no topic left behind. Yeah, yeah, totally. The, the, but we want to talk about like, these big pillars of our world, you know, like what's, like, we all have stories about, like, what kind of relationships we're supposed to get into and what love does in our world. And Is, how, is there something you're particular, I mean, there, there's such a diversity of topics, is there yeah. one that you personally, Nathan Young, is more attached to or... So, I mean, these or topics. It's the general have, idea of it. It's the general idea of it. And these topics have been, you know, we, we did like one topic per year essentially in the early going of this all. And who yeah, picks the topics? I do. I, I did everything. <laughs> uh, but like the topics very much reflected what I was going through in my life too, you know? So as we were, you know, the community topic was I wanted to start this community. Like, where did communities come from? Uh, when we did the communication topic, I was at a point in my life where I was trying to figure out, like, how do I express myself most openly and honestly and authentically? Um, when we did the identity topic, I was very much trying to, you know, that was 2016, and I was seeing the sort of, like, uprising of disaffected white males, and I was trying to sort of grasp, grapple with that myself. Um, and so if you really, like, your authentic self... Oh, yeah, it's very is, much in there. It's yeah, very yeah, yeah, yeah. much in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the new narrative, people, it's a, it's a great resource, and 
you think you've got like four or five things going on right now yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that people can go to. So what are some of those things? Can you please tell us about Yeah, that? yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's all about building community. And in light of that, like, what I found was important was creating opportunities for people to come together on a regular basis. And so we essentially have something going on every week, and we. Oh, have, nice! Yeah, yeah. And so is got, there something around? There's, there's something to go on this week. Does something just happen? This week's like a bye week, but last week, <laughs> just the other day, on Wednesday, we had our monthly open mic storytelling show called Daring Stories, and this is just an opportunity for people in the community to come out and share their story up on stage in front of. Uh, a group of people and we draw like 30 to 40 people each month. Wow. And it's just, I, yeah, I created this because, you know, being able to share your story is important. And for a lot of us that we do have a story to share, finding an audience to share it is not always easy. So I created this like a really low stakes environment to go up on stage and share your story. And, you know, kind of baked into it is this whole idea of like creating a vulnerable environment, creating an open environment, creating a really um, welcoming audience for these stories. So that's that's the one aspect of what I do is this open mic storytelling show, Daring Stories. And then what are the other things? You said there's something going on every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I also host a discussion-oriented event called Rethink, mm-hmm. and that we pick different topics every month, and that happens also in a monthly cycle. And it's all structured like a world cafe, so you're moving around from group to group and having oh, different wow. discussions with different people. People having coffee, too? or <laughs> uh, We have LaCroix. No coffee. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is all, and it's all about, you know, part of what we want to do with the new narrative is, you know, start discussing how we can create changes in our world. And it does start with events like this. And so um, each month is a different topic. Last month we talked about work-life balance, so how do we manage this in our life. Uh, next month, we're going to be talking about creating diverse movements because we see this as something that's very important in our world. We need to get a lot of people working together from diverse backgrounds that we think are important. And, you know, it's not always easy to do to get a lot of people under one tent. So you got open mic um, opportunities, also the uh, diversity movement workshop, uh, work, yeah. Um, discussion. Yeah, yeah. And then what else you got? And then the other thing I offer is a set of workshops around storytelling. So I host one that's also on a monthly cycle. It's very low stakes called Storycrafting. It's just an opportunity to come in and like learn a little bit more about storytelling. And it's kind of generative. I think that's the one maybe that's, I went to, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's very, like, I just talked about a little bit about the background of storytelling, offering some basic tools. And it's, it's really generative. It's more about if you want to get in the habit of learning to express yourself better, uh, this is very much a place where you can come. And I, when I first rolled it out, I sort of built it as a cooler Toastmasters focused on storytelling. It's evolved a little bit since then, but I still like that sort of comparison of, how you can work on this skill with a group of people on a regular basis. And what about like businesses? Yeah, uh, yeah. Can they approach you in some way or is that a relationship where you're already built? Yeah, yeah. And that's a big part of what I do also. Like that's evolved a little bit in my other life outside the new narrative. It's sort of another thing I do where I do go into organizations and I help them learn how they can um, leverage storytelling for whatever their organizational goals are. Uh, most of my clients have been nonprofits, so I help them figure out what stories they can tell to, you know, for their fundraising pitches or for creating some more cohesion amongst their team or for, um, you know, it just like understanding their branding and marketing and communication of, of the valuable work they do. Uh, I also work with scientists a lot because scientists, they really need to, you know, learn how to communicate the work they do to the broader world. And it's such a, you know, 
storytelling is a really effective way for them to, to share like the value of what's going on and the work they do to people that maybe aren't scientists and wouldn't quite understand the, like the technicalities of it all otherwise. Wow, so it sounds like the whole spectrum of yeah. storytelling. <laughs> Somebody could even start with the story craft workshops and yeah. get into some open mics and test even out yep. and even have um, maybe their employer get involved eventually as well. So That's sort of the funnel, right? Okay. It's, it's just, That's I, great. I want to make this accessible at lots of different levels um, just to have an easy point of entry, but then if you want to go deeper, we can do that too. So for this, if somebody wanted to be part of this community, the new narrative, uh, how can people get in touch with you? So the best thing is, you know, go to the website, find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram. Uh, the website is thenewnarrative.org. And on Facebook, it's also the new narrative. My Instagram account is just new narrative because I couldn't get the new narrative. But um, if you just do a search for the new narrative, there's a couple other similar things. But if you find the one based in San Diego, on all the different social medias. Guy with the beard. Yeah, guy with the beard. It's actually just a black logo that says the new narrative. Okay. That's, that's the, what it is. Um, one of the other new narratives is like a ska band in Denver, so that's not me. If you find them, you're at the wrong one. Um, <laughs> and then also, there's a couple other different projects too, but yeah, the new narrative, San Diego. Do that search. It'll bring you to us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for making yeah, the time to chat. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. I appreciate it. All right. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week.